This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. We're taking you to Beijing right here at the top. Hey, hey, everybody. Kate Delaney. Of course, we're going to get to gas prices, infuriating a lot of people. This is life, right? As oil shoots up a barrel, you're going to pay for it in the end, wherever it is that you live, a little bit higher on the West Coast. Also, what's happening in the air and whether or not there really should be people that are booted from planes that are put on a no-fly list, much like terrorists. All right, no joke, we are vying, we, the United States, for a medal. If you're listening to us in Canada, Canada is beating the U.S. women's hockey team 3-1. It is midway through the third period. The U.S. trying to claw back into this game, but at least there's going to be a medal. That means there will be 20, whatever happens here, because right now the U.S. stands at 19. Also, Michaela Schifrin has one more run, the slalom run, in the combined the U.S., a skier, alpine skier, who's been tremendously fun to watch, but tremendously sad in the past. Watching her was amazing, but she's had some stumbles and fumbles in these games. And I love the way that she is is um, just so truthful. She has such candor when she talks about the misses. And so many people have reached out to her. But so that moment, I think, has been uh, interesting to watch, kind of inspiring, actually, to watch her. And I would love for her to grab a medal in this last one. And that would bump the U.S. up even more in the Ukraine It's about survival. People are still doing what they normally do by all accounts. But now, even though Vladimir Putin says, oh, they're pulling back troops, in fact, the word is that they've added more, like 7,000 more. So something north of 150,000 troops are ready to roll right there on the border. Yikes, what does it mean for All of us in the United States, higher prices on certain things. Absolutely, because it's that oil war. Russia controls 10% of it globally. Did you know that? 10%. That's a heck of a lot, isn't it? Absolutely. It's a lot. All right, let's dive right into it at the top as I just kind of skimmed there over the Olympics. What's going on in the Ukraine is it's not a pullback. Instead, that's just a false narrative. But we're used to these false narratives from Putin's camp. And it's not a drawdown. It's actually adding more troops by every indication. This from our intelligence people who are watching what's going on. And, you know, ultimately, what does it mean when you see more armed 
tanks and helicopters and even a field hospital moving toward the Ukrainian borders. That, to me, is scary because what does that mean? What is the intention there? We know what the intention is. I mean, Russia's growing military capabilities and their willingness to use uh, the threat of war is absolutely pretty potent. It is clear Putin does not want the Ukraine to join NATO to stand on its own, and instead he wants to add to his block of countries. And we've seen this act before when we look at the Crimea in 2014 and Russia annexing the Crimea. So what does it mean for NATO? Britain has said that it's going to double the size of its force in Estonia under NATO command. Uh, The British Defense Secretary said in a statement that it's clear that an invasion of the Ukraine is going to be met with severe consequences. The United States and its partners have said the alliance's open-door policy is non-negotiable, but progress could be made on some other issues, including reciprocal arms control measures and limitations on military exercises. I mean, that's what we're talking about as a deal with Russia, but I don't think that this will in any way dissuade Putin. In the meantime, the Ukrainians are doing, like I mentioned at the top, what they normally do, but they wake up not knowing, is this the day? It has to be very strange. Is this the day our lives change? The people are talking about war, and will it happen? But they continue to work and they continue to go about their lives while everything around them is falling uh, apart. The Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, is going to meet with uh, NATO's leaders and also the leaders of three Baltic states. Germany's foreign ministry announced on Wednesday that foreign ministers of the Group of Seven nations are going to hold crisis talks on the Ukraine on the meeting Uh, sidelines of that. So there's contradictory claims from Russia about the troop withdrawals. All signs are not pointing in a very, very good direction. So every time you look up from playing Wordle, just know you could be hearing the breaking news that there has been an invasion. And of course, we have troops that would be involved on the NATO side of things, on the NATO side of things. And what does that mean? We don't know till we see what this, what the invasion would look like. But it doesn't spell anything good, I can tell you that um, for sure, because after getting out of Afghanistan and Iraq, and I'm not suggesting the Ukraine would be that because it wouldn't be, are we kind of weary of stepping into yet another territory? But we are bound with our position in NATO, and absolutely there's going to be some involvement. The war on masking and vaxing takes another turn, this time in Virginia. A new law is going to require Virginia public schools to make masks, yes, optional. So your choice, you decide whether or not your child wears a mask. Some schools are just, you know, no masks. But I think if somebody brought a mask, of course, they would wear it. But this is exactly what they're saying, that this is what we've decided to do. And that's pretty close. That's a few weeks from now and there are other states that are loosening some of the tighter restrictions that were out there we've been seeing that for the last couple of uh, weeks so certainly 
We're seeing a changing of the guard because of the dramatic shift in Omicron cases where over, you know, COVID-19 has dropped, positive cases have dropped 44%, so that's pretty high. Very scary when you hear more details of what happened at that Texas synagogue. The hostage taker was looking for cocaine, meth, and a machine gun before the attack, according to the FBI. So the British man who took those hostages last month was trying to do that, was trying to buy all of that from the felon who ultimately sold him a pistol used in the kidnapping, but Malik Akram was looking for heavy weaponry in the days before he took the rabbi and three others hostages at uh, Beth Israel in Colleyville, Texas. Wow, that could have ended up a lot differently than it did. And it was pretty scary uh, how many hours they were being held hostage. And then ultimately, thank goodness, they were they got out of there. And of course, uh, Akram was killed. But the felon is not off the hook. He is going to be tried for selling that gun. Stay with us. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veterans nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Ever feel completely down on your luck, whether it's your career or just your life? Do you look at other people and wonder, why them, not me? I'm Kate Delaney. I did it. I admit it. I've learned some valuable and priceless lessons from some of the rock stars I've interviewed over the years, like Sir Richard Branson or the late, great John Madden, and I want to share them. Want to laugh? Want to learn? Want more out of life? Then pick up a copy of my book, Deal Your Own Destiny, Increase Your Odds, Win Big, and Become Extraordinary. Get it on Amazon today. 
The Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea naturally builds good cells and kills bad cells. So it's great for healthy people, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting an infection, diabetes, or cancer. To order, visit drinksupertea.com or call 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com, 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. is all glory to God, intuitions of a priest. Father Jose Lucero joins us. Father, thanks for coming on. Sure. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very happy. Thank you. So you and I had a great off-air conversation about all kinds of things that happened in your life that led you in a direction, really, of writing this book, including losing a brother in 2006 at just 30 years old. So let's talk about that. What was your road to deciding, I'm going to put this book together and, and put it out there in the world? There were things that happened when before my brother died, conversations that he and I had, and then he died, and then people who had kind of spoken about, oh, like his daughter, for example, was three years old. She's like, well, why is everybody sad? My papa's right here next to me, <laughs> and things like that. And I thought, I thought, wow. I mean, I'd always heard that little children can see, you know, spirits or angels or even Jesus. And so after he passed, I started thinking about just telling his story. And then two years later, my sister passed. And so then I knew I needed to tell both their stories because similar things happened prior to her death, kind of intuitions that I had. And then, I don't know, I just thought to myself after a conversation she and I were having in August about Christmas, and it was just like, this is too much. And I thought, hmm, I wonder if she's not going to make it to next Christmas. And she passed November 13th. So we ended up having Christmas in August because of this intuition that I had. And so just things like that that happened, and just I started writing their story since 2008. It took me a while, a long time, to write, put all this together. <laughs> yeah, boy, yeah, no kidding. And so th- there's got to be incredible comfort in that, though, that, like, again, knowing that th- it's a sort of this peaceful transition. I don't know how to describe it. You, you said, you know, there's a thing called a, a nominous dream. Tell us about that. So sometimes people will will dream and they'll say, I don't know if I had this dream or if it was real or if it was a dream. Like they go back and forth. The nominous dream is that something actually happened, but we don't really, we weren't in our waking state to know that it happened because it seemed like it was just a dream. And typically people will tell these stories when they're in asleep. They'll say somebody came to the foot of my bed and, you know, just I felt the spirit of peacefulness or I just felt like somebody was trying to give me a message. And so that's what it's it's called is a numinous dream because, well, it's real. It was a real experience that somebody had, and perhaps it was a message that was meant to come across. Um, and typically it's a message of peacefulness and just a, a message of joy that the person who has passed on is at peace and is, in, you know, experiencing joy. What a wonderful gift to give to everybody to know that, because I know a lot of us struggle with this. Anonymous, is that how you say it? Dream. Wow, that is really something to think about. Tell us more about the book. What can people expect when they read your book, All Glory to God, Intuitions of a Priest? Well, 
was talking to my sister the other day, and she says to me, can I put it out there on Facebook that uh, I just finished reading your book and that if people want the book, they better have a box of Kleenex right next to them. <laughs> so I, I think the idea behind it really is just to tell people, let them know, the reader know that they can grieve. Grieving is natural. However, we're not supposed to grieve forever. And I think that's why I told these stories, to share, to kind of get it out. So the idea to help heal our grieving is to tell stories, to share stories of our loved ones. And in the telling of the story, our pain is moved to healing. Uh, Eventually, we're able to celebrate their lives as opposed to mourn their death forever. So that's the idea is to help the person grieve, but then also to let them know if you experience your loved one, like my sister who came to run her fingers through my hair one Christmas in 2010, and I was, of course, shocked. But, yeah, sometimes they God allows them to reveal themselves to us, to let us know that they are, in fact, okay, that they are at peace, that they are, they are in heaven, really. That's what we believe, right? Right, yeah. So tell tell us about your sister. She was only 43 when she died, and you said you were shocked. So what, what happened? The story of her running through her fingers through yeah, my Yeah, yeah. So just kind of rewinding to the day that we were talking about Christmas, and I've always known that she loved Christmas, and I love Christmas so much, so we know that Christmas in August. So then she dies that November in 2008. In 2010, I was in one of my communities in San Francisco, and I was decorating for Christmas. I was decorating this Christmas tree that looked like a Snoopy Christmas tree, actually. We had to literally tie it to the wall so it wouldn't fall over. And it looked so beautiful at the end. It was about 3 in the morning when it was finally all decorated. And I thought, okay, I'm going to stay here. I'm just going to enjoy this beautiful tree. And then I said out loud, sister, I know you loved Christmas. And I'm just letting you know that I'm here. And I dedicate this tree to you. I just want you to be able to enjoy it as much as I enjoy it. And then she came and she ran her fingers through my hair. Of course, I fell back on the sofa, scared. (laughs) But but it was like, wow, how nice that her presence was there with me as I was talking to her. When you talk to parishioners in in the parish that you're in, do you talk about this? Do you give them that comfort and tell them about grief and it's okay to grieve and that you may see these things and it could be a peaceful experience? I do. I, I, every time I offer a, a mass of resurrection, a funeral when somebody passes away, and during my sermon or homily during that particular mass, which is every time I have a funeral, I talk about this. To let people know it's okay to tell stories about your loved one. It's okay to talk to each other. And if you experience them, Talk about that, too, because it's real. It's not a figment of your imagination. And a gentleman here at the parish actually gave a beautiful example. He said that his father-in-law used to always come and run his fingers through his back, like whenever they were alive. Instead of giving him a handshake or a hug, he would say, hey, how you doing? And he'd run his fingers through his back. So when his father-in-law passed, he was in the back of his garden one day just talking or praying out loud, and his father-in-law came and ran his fingers through his back. Wow. And he said, and I just knew it was him because nobody's ever done that to me, just him. And wow. he was letting me know that he's okay. So, yeah, I think people know this happens. Maybe they're just afraid to talk about it. Yeah. So the idea of this book is to say, don't be afraid to talk about it. It's real, and it's okay to talk about these things. It's okay to talk about these things. You're right. All Glory to God, Intuitions of a Priest. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. And uh, I imagine you are a very peaceful person. I can be. <laughs> People always tell me when I sing or when I talk or preach, they tell me your voice is so soothing and you put me to sleep or you bring me peace. People always tell me, especially when I sing. 
So I thought that was nice that people would notice that. That's a nice, nice compliment. Father, thank you so much for coming on and so interesting in talking about grief and how people should be able to let it out and how they should be able to let those feelings go through them. And it's very, very tough. I think it's one of the toughest things that people deal with in life. Yeah. Yes. Yep, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. God bless you. All right. So interesting. Um, I know people have that experiences, have had experiences like that. Have you had that where you feel like somebody that died has visited you or you wake up and he's talking about those dreams? And it's um, I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about that. So one thing that we are talking about is the average price for gas right now is 347. But because of where we're headed with a barrel, it could really shoot up uh, even more. In fact, the national average that i just gave you is up almost 17 cents a gallon from just a month ago and almost a buck a gallon from one year ago of course the highest prices are in california that's no surprise if you spend any time you know five dollars a gallon almost and then it gets higher from there with the premiums etc and say they're talking about the possibility of seven dollars for gas Ooh, time to get that bicycle out or maybe you would fly but if you fly somewhere don't become an unruly passenger so look we saw this happen in December. There was testimony about flight attendants becoming, you know, and crews becoming punching bags overall. And Sarah Nelson, the head of a union that represents about 50,000 flight attendants, when she was testifying in front of Congress, said the government needs to create a centralized list of banned passengers for all airlines so they can share it. But there's some pushback on that, that if we have an unruly flyers list, would it kind of be the equivalence of what we have with the no-fly terrorist list, that kind of thing? Or is this the way it it should be should we have that list right um i think if something is really heinous and they're wild and out of control like this guy the other day where they had to land a plane in kansas city because he was trying to open the door and he was you know had a plastic knife that he was making like a shiv and it was just ridiculous they had to smash him on the head with a coffee pot passengers had to help subdue him because he was such a big guy and then one of the one of the uh, passengers had to suck him on the jaw even i mean he was going after people it was ridiculous how can you let that guy fly so, so it might just be case by case i mean so far it's there are airlines that may kick people off but not an overall list but i think that's being talked about more and more because before the pandemic you really hardly ever heard of this the faa didn't track them even did had no tracking of unruly passengers but this time around 2021 2022 6300 unruly passenger incidents wow 4500 related to mass hang with us just the facts coming up next and then the man cave Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800 800- 
Anyone can fall victim to moving fraud. Know your rights and responsibilities. There was never really a valid contract. Movers must always give written estimates. I was bound to an estimate, but it was after the fact. Be sure that any document is complete before signing it, and that it includes information to determine the final charges. It was a version that I had not seen before. Visit protectyourmove.gov to download a free moving fraud prevention guide. Search for registered movers and view their complaint histories. Move with confidence. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. USA News Update. Sex and money takes center stage in the hearing regarding the potential removal of DA Fonnie Willis from Donald Trump's Georgia election case. A Trump co-defendant alleges that Willis financially benefited from hiring Nathan Wade, who allegedly treated her to luxurious vacations. Wade claims that Willis contributed financially, but lacks deposit slips to substantiate the payments. The Kansas City Police Chief reports that the Super Bowl shooting began as a dispute among a number of individuals, culminating in gunfire. Chief Stacy Gray Graves disclosed that two of the shooters are juveniles, and among the 22 wounded victims, half are under the age of 16. Researchers have detected additional water in outer space. Utilizing data from a retired NASA mission, scientists identified water on the surfaces of two asteroids. The Southwest Research Institute reports this marks the inaugural discovery of water molecules on an asteroid's surface. John Schaefer, USA News. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers. Simply because that's what longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay.
as I know them to be true. It seems that everybody is flocking to Florida. Well, not everybody, because you're listening to me, and you probably hail from all kinds of different places. We have wonderful affiliates across the country. But check this out. This is honestly, according to the Consumer Price Index, rents in Florida, well, rents nationally went up 3.8% on average in 2021. Of the 10 cities with the highest average rent increase, six are in Florida, and Miami isn't even on the list. Who's on the list? Naples, Florida, 38%. Sarasota, 31%. West Palm, 29%. Fort Myers, 26%. Tampa, 25%. So why the higher rates? Axios says there's a couple of things that are working together to make this happen. The increase in remote work during the pandemic has pushed workers to warmer climates, Florida, Texas, and Arizona. So with more demand, home prices are on the rise. And because of the higher home prices, some people are choosing to rent instead and kind of wait it out. So it's the classic case of we know supply and demand, right? The warmer weather, remote work, it completely makes sense. And you could see it happening. Happening, but I'm surprised Miami wasn't on the list. You look at the other places, and they're all, except for one, West Palm, they're all on the west coast of Florida, so the other coast of Florida. This was kind of a surprise. The avocado imports the day before the Super Bowl had to be paused. The U.S. paused them because a U.S. plant safety inspector in Mexico received a threat. So this was crazy. I mean, the Super Bowl, it's all about chips and guac and you know, Mexican avocados, the Mexican avocado growers, that's a huge moment. But they suspended all imports until further notice because of that threat. The ban came on the day that the Avocado Growers and Packers Association unveiled its Super Bowl ad for the year. So Mexico has acknowledged that the U.S. government suspended all imports because of what happened at to that plant safety inspector. The surprise temporary suspension was confirmed late Saturday on the eve of the Super Bowl. So check this out. The biggest sale opportunity of the year for Mexican avocado growers is then. Um, It didn't affect game day consumption because the avocados had already been shipped, but avocado exports are the latest victim of the drug cartel turf battles and the extortion of avocado growers. I'm so not surprised by what we're hearing in the Western areas of Mexico, the only state in Mexico where uh, where Mexico fully authorized is authorized to export to the U.S. market. So the U.S. government suspended the avocados until further notice. They had to make that uh, decision. So it was crazy because you had the ad this year that showed Julius Caesar and a rough bunch of gladiator fans outside of what appears to be the Coliseum soothing their apparently violent differences by enjoying what do you think avocados guacamole and avocados so um it's interesting because the industry has almost three billion in annual exports three billion Uh, avocados are popular avocado toast guacamole a lot of people love avocados there's no question about it it was only in 1997 that the u.s lifted a ban on mexican avocados that had been in place since 1914 i didn't even know this to prevent a range of uh, weevils scabs and pests from coming in to u.s orchards so that was starting to happen it was infiltrating and causing the demise of of other crops they did didn't allow that. So now you think um, 
Wow, this is a big deal that to to see this killed off at least temporarily. Any anyway, because uh, what are they going to do? They they've got to pay attention to certainly to what's happening with these uh, threats. All right, um, this is interesting. I think so. We go from avocados. You see how it is here on just the facts to mattresses. In 2020, King mattresses made up 20.4 percent of mattress sales industry wide. That's up one percent from 2018, and that equals about 225,000 more king mattresses sold so you think 2020 pandemic people spending more time at home i'm exhausted i need more space give me some more space and and probably that's true because you're you were with your significant other spouse whatever um more perhaps than before well yeah because if you were remote working you're constantly bumping into each other in the apartment or the house or you know whatever it might be so that makes sense to me i've been waiting for this to happen with nfts non-fungible tokens so in just the facts check this out UK authorities seized three NFTs in association with a $1.9 million fraud case. It's the first time the country has seized non-fungible tokens. Now, you know there's going to be counterfeit and problems with that, you know, etc. Uh, NFTs are digital assets designed to track ownership of the virtual items, such as art and video game characters, that, that kind of thing. And officials at Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs say they seized the NFTs during an investigation into a suspected value-added tax fraud case. Three suspects arrested on suspicion of attempting to defraud the tax man, right? Now, this is how they do it. This is the key thing of this whole story in Just the Facts that I'm telling you. The suspects allegedly tried to claim back more VAT, which is a type of sales tax than what they were owed using a mix of stolen identities, unregistered phones, false invoices to hide their identities. The scheme involved 250 alleged fake companies, according to HMRC. So that's interesting. That's how they were trying to disguise uh, that. And of course, demand for NFTs has soared lately with the sale of tokens topping $40 billion in 2021. But the market is going to be prone to thefts and scams. And there is concern that much of the trading activity in NFTs has been fueled by market manipulation tactics like wash trading. So keep an eye on that. You know, it was a couple of weeks ago when we had Nancy Kerrigan on and she was part of, she's an NFT, part of a wonderful collection from Dolphin Entertainment. And I think this space is interesting to watch in general, but of course you have to pay attention to what could possibly happen, how you could get squeezed if you don't know, if you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what you're looking at. It was just this week, just a day ago, that if we went back to 1965 in the time machine, Canada adopted its maple leaf flag. The country had been trying to get a new flag not linked to the British Empire since 1925. Doesn't that seem like a long time to figure out the flag thing? So since 1925 until 1965, they couldn't figure out the flag. Now they picked a good one because I think the maple leaf flag really stands out. You know immediately it's Canada. Oh, Canada, right? Absolutely. So kudos on figuring it out. But wow, on taking all that time to try and figure it out, right? Just saying. I mean, I guess sometimes it takes longer than one would think, 
you know, maybe that's the deal. <laughs> I'm not sure. All right. Um, moving on to some more interesting tidbits here and just the facts as I know them to be true. I talk about this a lot on the show. Um, you know, psychologists who are specializing in entrepreneurs well-being they're trying to figure out some of the best ways to fight burnout and i think burnout is across the board actually and i saw this in the hustle which is just a great source and they talked about if you're feeling depleted running your business you're dealing with more than just a, a rough patch burnout is now officially recognized as an international classification of diseases according to the world health organization in fact burnout officially became that in 2019 so that was even before the pandemic. So the Hustle did a survey of more than 300 entrepreneurs. 63% of business owners reported that they dealt with or are currently dealing with burnout. And burnout can be problematic, of course, if you're a founder, you wear a lot of different hats. I completely understand that. Um, Financial concerns, work-life balance, day-to-day stress, that fatigue with the pandemic, I think just added to it. 84% of business owners say there's a stigma around mental health in the community, though 61% of the group agree it's getting better. Mental health stigma can make finding help more difficult and cause a lot of people to suffer in silence, and we completely get that. And, And burnout is a condition that is defined by a couple of things, exhaustion, feelings of cynicism or detachment from your work and a sense of ineffectiveness. You know, that's when you, you know, that's when you get out and you, I mean, no kidding, you figure out, okay, what do I you have this lack of motivation or I'm detached? Some of you are listening to this. You may feel that. So what do I need to do? You need to distance yourself from the work. You need to you need to meet up with people. You need to, my suggestions, take a walk. I mean, walk somewhere, go somewhere, do something, get out, especially if you're working remotely, get out of the house. Get out of the house. That's the way I think you 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 get rid of burnout. Because if you're doing the same thing, I mean, we know what that is. It's ridiculous if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. All right. Um, sleep, it can be a thief. Sleep is tough. Sometimes I have insomnia. Some of you probably suffer from the same thing. There's a thing that I'm going to try. It's called Aura. And it's a one it's a one billion dollar startup, and they sell these titanium rings. Now they're three hundred bucks, but they track activity, heart, oxygen levels. I know a couple of guys that are speakers, some of my friends that got these rings, and they swear by it. They say it has made such a difference. Other people say, you know what? Look at this thing called eight sleep. They have these mattresses that heat and cool you with your body temperature throughout the the night. Now it's called the Lamborghini of mattresses. So that scares me. I can only imagine how much that costs. And then of course, there's a good old fashioned thing to do. Take a book to bed, read the book. Don't watch TV before bed. Yeah, that's easy to do. Um, I am full of suggestions. (laughs) If I've solved the dilemma, I'll let you know. That's just the facts as I know them to be true. Man cave next. When I first saw you walking down the street, you hardly noticed me, but I started to dream. I could see. 
Hi, this is Kate Delaney. I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter at Kate S. Delaney. At Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented Made in America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. We all know something big is coming, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. As Dr. Wallach says, we all have nutrient deficiencies in our diets and must supplement with 90 essential nutrients in proper balances. At no cost or obligation, get a personal certified holistic health coach to help you develop a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833 833- 848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. It's time to Welcome to the Man Cave, or Woe Man Cave, or a little bit of both. It was about the celebration in Los Angeles. There was a shirtless Aaron Donald. There were um, all kinds of giant bottles of champagne. On Sunday, the Rams won their first Super Bowl since they moved back to L.A. from St. Louis in 2016. They beat the Bengals, as you all know, 23-20, to 20, SoFi Stadium, their home 
turf. Cooper Cup, the MVP of the Super Bowl, rocked his uh, his own jersey, and then the late Lakers legend Kobe Bryant's jersey. He had that very visible. Odell Beckham Jr. sprayed champagne on fans. LA native Jay Rock performed at the conclusion of the parade, and uh, boy, oh boy, it looked like a lot of fun. I have to say, you know, the weather's warm in Southern California, and people have reason to celebrate. So seeing Aaron Donald without a shirt on and a big super gold chain and this huge grin on his face was so interesting. And then the Hollywood sign was changed to Rams House to honor the Rams, the NFL Super Bowl champs. So if you had driven by, that's what you would have seen. And Matt Stafford was glowing from ear to ear, hanging with his wife, smoking a cigar and waving to the fans. And it looked like there were a lot of fans that turned out for the victory celebration at the Coliseum. And like I said, it ended with a live performance from Jay Rock. So congratulations to them once again. Now we have no football, and it's all about what happens next. And speaking of Aaron Donald, is he going to retire? What's going to happen? You know, we don't know for sure. Uh, The one thing that is being said is just maybe. Would he just come back for one more team? And in fact, Donald said, we build a super team. We can bring the super back. And the crowd went crazy. And he said, why not run it back? We can be the world champs again. So I don't know. Maybe Aaron Donald changes his mind. And he decides after at age 31, after, you know, having the incredible season that he had and being the defensive juggernaut on that team, maybe he decides he's going to come back for a little bit more. We almost let him in the man cave, by the way, right there. So (laughs) if I were the Rams, if I were Sean McVay, the coach, I would want him to come back. He was so um, he was noncommittal on Sunday night after the win. But now he seems like maybe maybe there's some fluctuation there. I would want him back because I still think he has another year. He could do another year if he wanted to, to do another year. The Rams, by the way, are the third major L.A. sports team to win a championship in a span of 16 months. But the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Los Angeles Lakers were denied a parade because of COVID-19 restrictions. So this was a big deal in many, many ways. It's been a lot of celebrating over the sports teams in, in Los Angeles, like I said, over this past 16 months, but not celebrating with parades, which is always a big deal, I think, to the players to be there with the uh, with the fans. One of the things that was talked about after the Super Bowl, and this is NFL News and Notes, is uh, Cincinnati Bengals coach Zach Taylor made sure the media knew that Joe Burrow has a sprain. He doesn't need surgery because he aggravated a sprained MCL in his right knee in that loss on Sunday. He stayed in the game even though he limped off the field in the second half, but he um, doesn't need surgery. So that is actually the good news. Uh, Taylor said he doesn't think he needs surgery either to repair a pinky injury he suffered on his throwing hand in the middle of the season. And there's plenty of time, of course, but and so now's the time to have those repairs. But the good news, I guess, is certainly is that he doesn't he doesn't need it. So you know, there you go. Then we look at what's happening in basketball, and we're kind of in the thick of it now. And when I say in the thick of it, I mean it's the race to see what happens in the next couple of months and where the teams all end up. And of course, who's going to be there in the end, vying for uh, you know a, a championship. 
And so what much was made in the in what was going on with Ben Simmons, um, you know, a Brooklyn Nets swingman, Ben Simmons, is trying to get acclimated to his new team. And maybe there's something that's firing up inside of the 25-year-old after the disaster that was at the tail end of his career with the Philadelphia 76ers. So when his veteran guard teammate, Patty Mills, says he sees him having a hunger to, to be there, to be better, all that stuff, I think is probably right on. Simmons was picked up last week from the Sixers, along with Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two future first-round picks in exchange for James Harden and Paul Millsap. So this was a, I mean, it was a move down the road, but still it was a a big move for Philadelphia and and obviously a big move for Brooklyn. And we'll see who ends up getting the better end of that deal. You know, we keep talking about Olympics, 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 and we focused on that right at the top again. And the, we look at the medal counts and they're changing as it leaves my lips. But the good news is that we're we've seen the United States now has um, moved up as far as the medal count, the overall medal count is uh, concerned because it was. I said this before. Obviously, it was looking pretty Spartan in the beginning of the in the beginning of the game. So, if you look at the U.S., nineteen medals and counting. Uh, we know another one's coming, so that's at least twenty. And um, the eight golds are with the asterisks. The hockey team going on right now playing right now um, against Canada for the gold medal. It's um, It's been a fun ride. It's been interesting in the later part of these games to, to watch, to see if, you know, who's going to bounce back and what's going to happen in some of these events because winter, winter games just are not as popular as the summer games are. But I think there's been... I really do think there's been a lot of uh, of athletes to cheer for and to you know push them on in what can be their final moments. And you, you look at even some of the interesting stories from the games, and uh, to me, there are quite uh, quite uh, a bunch of those. Like Elena Myers Taylor, she may retire. She wins in the the monobob. She wins silver. And she said there's a good chance that she will retire. And she's so fun to watch. Alex Hall getting gold. Nick um, Gepper snagging the silver in the free ski uh, slope style. That was fun to watch. And there are many more stories like that. And there are athletes that will retire after this, after being in several Olympics. The Flying Tomato, for goodness sake, Sean White. He didn't medal at the Beijing Games, but we saw him medal many, many times times and i loved his emotional kind of tribute when he was asked about it and talking about other snowboarders in the future and you know whatnot and what an incredible incredible representation he has been for the united states i mean just incredible then you've got the story of curling and that curling houses i said this the other day on the air are opening up and people are interested in curling and you have the u.s women's curling team out of the olympics the men one more chance to advance in the playoffs at the games but um 
watching it, I'm starting to get kind of a sense of curling, and I I think it's I think it's fascinating. I want to go to one of these curling houses and and try my hand at it and see what it's uh, like. But the U.S. men have a chance to repeat as gold medalists as long as they beat Denmark in the final round robin session on Thursday morning. So cross your fingers and let's hope that that happens. And, and um, I think my takeaway is I used to think curling is not a sport, but now I've changed my mind. I think it is a sport. It's kind of a weird finesse sport in a way. You know, you've got the stone and you have to be just perfect with where it goes and you've got to watch the red hog line and, you know, what do you, what does it take to, to score and how do you get it in there and the, just in the right um, place that it's supposed to end up and what about your opponents and are they knocking you out and I don't know it's, I watched a bunch of it during these Olympics and I I have to say I um, I enjoyed it I enjoy celebrating milestones and I watched this guy skate a lot and I've interviewed him a lot in the past Sidney Crosby with his 500th career goal so he actually joins Mario Lemieux as the only Pittsburgh Penguin to reach that feat he is the captain of the Pittsburgh Penguins and he broke a 1-1 tie with the Philadelphia Flyers uh, into the just a little bit into the first period. He scored on the power play uh, with a, an assist from Evgeny uh, Malkin, and he, you know, the Penguins won in overtime, so that made it, I guess, that much sweeter. But 500 is a big mark. Um, the entire Penguins team celebrated, and you know, even the Flyers were giving him kudos. That's a very, very big deal. It's his 14th goal of the season, but to net 500 in your career. Lemieux, by the way, who led the Penguins to two Stanley Cups in the 90s, finished his career with 690 goals. Wow. All right. uh, Thanks so much for listening to this version of the show. Big shout out to Nathan Reeder for his help as always on the technicals. He's the ultimate sound man. Make you count, everybody. Hi, this is Kate Delaney. I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter at Kate S. Delaney. At Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com.